Allow myself to introduce myself. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up on Zoom and joined your YouTube affair. Last one to know, the last one to show, I was the masked one you sometimes would see there. And I was surprised by his bespectacled eyes when he left the Simply Campaign. And I toasted you, said, Coiny, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. <laughs> Today, I'd like to welcome a very special guest that needs little introduction. He's been featured multiple times by Citadel 21. He co-founded Bitcoin Kindergarten, which he now hosts with Winekiss. And he's now also the co-host of Simply Bitcoin with Nico. I followed him for several years. We've messaged each other a little bit, but this is our first live conversation. Optimus Fields, welcome to Children of the Corn. Well, Frito, thanks for having me, man. It, it's really an honor to be here. We do this for the plebs out there because we are the ones that are convicted. We are the ones that buy Bitcoin and spend our time doing this. And like I told you before we started, bro, like in my eyes, you are one of the pleb OGs. So I am honored to be here. Thanks for having me, bro. Oh. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Um, recently, you've been caught in the crossfire of some controversy and some bickering. And all three of my listeners want to know, when did Weineke start being such a dick and screw everything up for everybody else? <laughs> well, dude, Wine is low-key Geppetto in the background. And he's been pulling the strings for a long time. People don't know how creative he is. He's one of the smartest, funniest people I know. So, you know... It, wine's doing wine. If anyone's going to start shit, it's going to be me and wine's got to deal with me. So <laughs> wine's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite Bitcoiners. Um, how, how is Nico doing? He's doing well, bro. You know, it's definitely been, um, a rough trying two weeks. I'd be lying if I told you it was fun being in the eye of the storm, all the plebs coming at you. Um, you know, but I think it'll make us rise to the occasion and deliver the content that we believe we can. And, audit ourselves and, and, you know, reflect and just be the best that we can be. And so, Hey, this is a transition moment for us all, but I think that we are going to be able to provide the content that you guys love from us. And we're going to just kick it into overdrive and just continue to give you guys that signal. And the show's obviously going to evolve a little bit. I, I, I can never fill Phil's glasses, but Hey, <laughs> I think I could do, you know, I I'll do the plebs justice because I was a fan of the show before I was a part of the show and it was a dream come true to be a part of the show. And I still believe in the yeah. mission and, and, and I will do my best. So, you know, to everyone listening, just be patient with me. I will, I will start doing what I do best and, you know, I'll, I'll lean into the role and we're going to give you guys a good show. Continuously give you guys that signal. That's what we're here for. You're doing great, man. I enjoyed you when you were filling in and, and I, I've seen you picking it up lately and, and uh, yeah, keep it up. That, that's really appreciate it, bro. awesome. And, and um, I don't know how you do it with all the content you're doing. I mean, you've got uh, Bitcoin kindergartens, kind of like a different themed show. And, and between that and Simply Bitcoin and some of your writing, I mean, you're, you're super busy. How do you keep up with everything? Well, I think it's just one of those things of, I feel that this is exactly what I should be doing. And 
I I've always been a seeker of truth. I I want to know the truth. I I don't I'm I don't shy away from the hard truth. And so part of that is just being a student of the game and and wanting to push the message that I believe to be the most truthful. And you know, now I'm in this privileged position of I I do it every single day for simply Bitcoin and I just it's an honor to be able to do it. And, and I don't take it lightly. I, I want to do the best job I can be. I want to be the best I can be. But it's funny you say about the two different perspectives or the two uh, polar opposites of the content. And in hindsight, I think it's like part of the madness, you know, like simply Bitcoin is definitely a lot more uh, polished and cleaned up than what we do at Bitcoin kindergarten. But I still think it's, it's all in the same vein, like, all the Bitcoin, uh, you know, plebs, all the all the average Bitcoiners out there, we have a voice and we have the tools to push that message. And not everyone's going to say the message in the same way. And that's why we love to come out to Bitcoin Kindergarten every week, because it's just Bitcoiners having fun, shooting the shit, talking about, you know, what what is important to us. And we bring in friends and whoever will come on the show who <laughs> who's willing to talk a lot of bullshit with us and joke around and just provide alternative content and I, I really think that that's what we're here to do. I, I want to, you know, I say it all the time. I, I don't shy away from calling myself a propagandist and I want to propagate truth. And, and that's what I'm here to do. And, and I will continue to do it as long as people listen. So it's just part of the job, man. I'm obsessed with it. I think that's the short answer. TLDR, I'm just obsessed with yeah. it. I learn from both styles and I'm entertained by both styles. And, and I think on both shows, there's a lot of great signal and, and, uh, um it completely lacks the shadiness of like the circle jerk and it's really hard to find content like that and and that's why you are probably doing two of the five things i actually listen to like you know regularly oh, um, man, i really appreciate that there's not a lot of it out there really um and i know other friends that that feel the same way but uh phil gave me my first shot at speaking he probably gave a lot of us our first shot um he was very generous and uh tolerant um and uh i appreciate all you guys and i hope you can all keep producing good content i agree let's i want to do a special shout out to phil because he he did like my very first podcast appearance was on phil's show uh the fun i think it was fun with crypto back then so that's how old that's how, <laughs> that's how long we did i saw you on there in 2019 yeah he literally he's the first one to like be like, yo, I want to talk with this guy. And ever since that day, like people just kept wanting to listen. And I, I just, I don't know. And then, you know, friends just pushed me like to do the Bitcoin kindergarten. Me and Nick did it. And it was one of those things that yeah. I, I held myself accountable to you guys and my friends. And, and, you know, I told people I'd show up every week. And so it just, it forced me to show up every week and provide a show. And now it's like, it's turned into something that I could never have imagined it being. And I'm just like, like, am I dreaming right now? This is crazy. <laughs> you know, like I, it's amazing. I, life is really amazing. It blows my mind every single day. That's awesome. I, uh, I butchered that first show with Phil so bad that when I heard it, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I called Phil. I was like, dude, you got to take that down so we can do it again. It's like, oh no, it stays. And dude, then I still, I still cringe at my own voice. So like, you, I think we're on the same plane. Um, and then he wanted me back again. I was like, are you serious, man? Um, but, uh, <laughs> but um, what other podcasts have you been on besides your own? Um, I have been on Phil's. I've been on John Vallis, uh, Rapid Fire Bitcoin. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, I did. Um... 
Was that the Bitcoin th- save my life thing? Yeah, yeah, that's the one with John Vallis. We went deep yeah. on that one. That one, I think that might have been like my second one or something. But after that podcast, it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to exactly frame it, but it was like I got pushed into a little more uh, of the the bigger audience, I suppose. And Weinick is always jokes. He's like, dude, you're a C-list Bitcoin pleb. Like you're a D-list pleb, bro. Like D-list pleb celebrity. And I'm like, bro, shut up. Like, God, like <laughs> quit clowning me, bro. But yeah, I've been um, I did a few of the um, drinks in quarantine on Bitcoin magazine. I've done a few. I I have a, a I did one with Saint Bitcoin and Nick a long time ago. I was on Nico's podcast early before they did Simply Bitcoin, the Bitvolt okay. podcast, and there might be a few more than I'm missing. But it's only been like five or six, and then I just started to do our show, and and, and you know, and then we'll see. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll I'll go talk with anyone. I I enjoy these conversations because, like I said, I. I feel like I am a continuously evolving being and I'm, I'm always learning from someone and I don't think I have all everything figured out, but I think I have some things figured out. And the more I talk with like, you know, you and other people that give me great ideas, it's like, okay, we're getting better every single day. You know, I get by with a little help from my friends. It's cool. I, I was out swimming today and I have a MP3 player that's waterproof. So I listened to your BTC sessions show. Okay. And yeah, uh, he killed was- it. Yeah, it was a great episode. Uh, I didn't realize he was so involved with the Canadian truckers movement. Yeah, me neither, to be honest. Uh, it, it was very, very interesting to hear his thoughts on on the, how that ended up and what could have been done better. I, I didn't know he was that a part of it either. I just kind of knew he was a part of it a little bit and that he's Canadian. But it was really insightful. And I, I think there's a lot to learn from there for the next go around because it's not yeah. like this is going to be the first and last event of this, this nature. Yeah. They kind of just threw that together. Didn't think everything all the way through, but they did the best they could on short notice. It seemed like. Yeah. It's almost um, like how we do Bitcoin kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> was the Nick he was talking about nobody caribou. Do you know? Yeah, I believe so. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Caribou. I went on his YouTube show. He's a really thoughtful guy. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard, I haven't listened to his content, but I'll have yeah, to go check it out. He's got some good guests and I was on there too, <laughs> but, uh, um, awesome. let's see, uh, you were talking about blue wallet. Um, and it was interesting that it sounded like the UI might make lightning easier to use. Is that true? Well, I like personally, I find blue wallet pretty easy. Um, it's one, it's basically like the wallet that I use on my phone. Uh, you know, there's some trade-offs to it, but, I find I found it pretty easy. The only thing though is I like I someone corrected me that maybe this isn't the best wallet, but I just downloaded Moon Wallet and I really like the UI in it where there's no differentiation between like on-chain and Lightning. You just like mm-hmm. download the app and you have like a receive and you can receive everything and it's like the person doesn't have a think about it. And I've really been thinking about this level of user experience and and UI because I, I'm I'm starting to see that like Bitcoin isn't that hard. It's just the way we interact with Bitcoin that can be very difficult. And there's like a certain level of like we need to Apple, you know, uh, Appleify these products so that the masses can get in. It's very easy and very intuitive. And I find that Moon Wallet kind of has that aspect of it. But I'm, I've been using Blue Wallet and I thought it was pretty easy. You know, you just download like a on-chain wallet. It's the, it's like a normal wallet. And then if you want to use Lightning, you can use Lightning. There is some trade-offs in, in regards to like running your own node 
and stuff like that. But for the average person, like on a phone wallet, you just put a couple sats on it. It's not that big of a deal in my opinion, but you know, purist, purist might, uh, push mm-hmm. back on that. But I think for the average person, like blue wallet is definitely intuitive enough. And if I look into moon wallet a little more, I'm, I'm really, be, I'm really a fan of, of what they're doing there. So I think that that might be more of the lane that people need to go down is this moon wallet, uh, UI where it's like, you don't know necessarily what is working on the back end. It just works really easy and really intuitive. And I, anyone that's pushing products like that right now, I think is where the market will go because as much as I'm team human, people are lazy and people don't want to think and learning new things becomes very difficult more mentally than it is actually going through the process. And I think that's kind of where we are. Like the hurdles to get into Bitcoin is more mental than it is just like, Oh, it's very difficult to do. You know, it's just like download a wallet, save 24 words, send Bitcoin to it. It's, you know, it's as easy as an email, but still it's very daunting because there's no bank to run things back and just, it's terrifying for people. So they stay in, they stay in like custodial wallets and stuff, but I'm a fan of blue wallet. Yeah. That's encouraging. It's getting easier. Maybe for like your, your spending account or checking account, it's okay if we don't know the ins and outs and, you know, you could handle things differently for your savings account if you want. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. I, I definitely use different wallets um, for different purposes, you know, I, and I'm very open about it. It's like, look, you know, if, if you're not fully orange pilled and you're not as obsessed with Bitcoin as me, like I, I fully understand that telling someone that, Oh, you need to buy a node. You need to buy a hardware. Like this is the only way you need to use Bitcoin. It, it kind of turns some people off. So I just like to meet people where they are. And you know, sometimes like, look, just download a wallet on your phone write down the words and I'll send you some Bitcoin and then like come back to me once you have more Bitcoin than you're comfortable with on your phone. And we will, you know, walk, walk you through the process so that you are secure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the best way to go about it, but I really like the philosophy of like, by doing, you learn a lot more than just like, you know, just spewing information to people. So, you know, there's a fine line between knowing and doing. And sometimes it's just like, look, download a wallet. I'll send you some sats. They come back to you in like a month or two and they're like, whoa, that $50 you sent me is like $75 now, dude. Like what's going on? It's like, well, there's this thing about Bitcoin called number go up. There's only 21 million Bitcoin. And like, it's a feature, not a bug. Like, you know, the more you put in and the longer you wait, you don't lose money slowly. It, it acquires value. There's this thing called deflationary money. Like learn about it. Here's some, you know, like there's a whole route that you can go where sometimes you just like beat people over the head with too much information. They're like, dude, I don't want to do that. Where you can just look down on a wallet. I'll send you some Bitcoin and Hey, I'll talk to you later. And they're like, Oh wow. What? Like this is too, e- what? Like it blows people's minds. So to me, you seem pretty technically proficient. What's your professional background outside of Bitcoin? I, I would not consider myself like a a technical guy. My background before Bitcoin was just construction, dude. Like my, I I built houses, I dig ditches. Like I was a laborer, but I, I am definitely one of those people. Like I said, I'm just obsessed with it. And I wanted to figure out the inner workings. It's one of those things. I think Bitstein said it best. He said something on the lines of, look, you can be a shit poster. You can be a memer. But if you're going to do this correctly, you need to understand the fundamental, like fundamental Austrian economics. You need to fund, like understand the basics of Bitcoin's uh, like under the hood. And so I listened to 
hours and hours of podcasts while I was working. And, you know, I would put in 40 hours a week for years just listening to podcasts while I was working. And just mm -hmm. the osmosis and, and just like wanting to learn and wanting to be, you know, quote unquote, as self-sovereign as possible. I just taught myself this stuff, but I, I don't consider myself very technical. I, I just, I feel like I know enough where I can explain it to someone that has no clue what's going on. But when I'm on Twitter and someone has like a technical debate for me, I'm like, I, I need to do some research. I'll get back to you. Like I, you know, I defer to more experts, which may be a, a crutch and a, and a fault of mine, but I'm very aware of it and I'm trying to get better. It's just not my forte. I don't, I'm not a, that technical dude. I just jump on computers and I'm creative and I just figure it out. There might be something to that though, like a laborer or somebody like LC, he drills water wells, right? But yep. you're constantly solving problems, yep. and getting your hands on things. And maybe people like that or, or like engineers, you know, these are the people that may uh, grok it. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I am definitely one of those people that um, like works with my hands. And like I said a minute ago, uh, by doing, I learn a lot. And so what's the, like another cliche, you know, there, there's no failure. There's only lessons. So yeah. I just, I just constantly, like I said it, I've said it so many times over the years that like I've made every mistake in the, in Bitcoin and I just somehow am still able to survive and I'm still here and I just keep learning. And, you know, like I wrecked myself huge, I like big time in 2017 and like that, that still hurts me, but I can just like, don't think about it. I lock it away and I just learn from it. So like, to anyone listening that I feel like everyone's a pleb listening, but if you're new and you happen to be listening, like, trust me, I've made all the mistakes and you just got to keep going, keep being persistent and keep learning because that's all we can do. Well, those, those three people are going to be inspired. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but uh, Wynikus was on here and he told me that you knew him for a year before you actually met. And he was surprised at like what you look like. I'm not quite sure what he expected. <laughs> well, I was surprised at what he looked at. So yes, to rewind, um, Wynikus just showed up uh, at Bitcoin Kindergarten one day. Like I think around the third episode or fourth episode, like very early on, he just kept showing up. And after a while... We basically were telling him like, yo, we, we prepare for the show basically like every Tuesday. You're here every Tuesday anyways with us. Like he would just jump in the discord and, and we would be working, trying to prepare for the show. And he like, long story short, I just was like, yo, bro, like you're here anyways, just like be a part of the show officially and, and just show up and help us out. And it just happens that me and Wynikus are the last ones here. And so, yeah, we hung out and talked for at least a year before we actually met each other at uh, Miami conference. The first one, I, went, I think it was 2021, I believe. And um, yeah, I thought Wynikus was a fat guy, to be honest. I told, <laughs> I've told him this before. Uh, you it guys sounded like him. a fat guy. I think it's the monotone. It's something about his monotone and like the the lazy draw that he has that <laughs> I literally, I thought he was a fat guy. And then I realized like, he's not a fat guy. He's actually like a good looking skinny guy. And it's like, okay, Juan. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I Maybe he thought I was smaller because I, I am a, like, you know, I'm taller than him. And I don't know, maybe he thought I was uglier too. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. So, so uh, to prepare for this interview, I read Savage Bitcoiners uh, in Volume Six of Citadel from okay, uh, awesome. our buddy Pirate, and and uh, becoming a Bitcoiner is hard until it isn't. Volume Sixteen. Is there other writing you've done that we should know about? Um, I, 
I can't really remember. I might have done some stuff on Medium. I I don't really remember if I did some stuff on Medium. I did uh, a few more interviews. I think there might be one more interview. I don't know if it's Citadel 21. I did a bear market diaries with Pirate a few years ago. So. Oh, the, the OG bear market diaries. Yeah, the old one. The old I was one. always jealous of you people that got in there. <laughs> I got in this one, but it wasn't the same, you know? Well, it is, man. It's a, it's still the continuation of the signal. It just it's this cycle and and things have evolved and like back then I was I was a lot newer, so I was like honored. I'm like, "Yo, you want me to be like a savage bitcoiner?" Like, uh, "Hell yes, I want to be a part of this." And you want to like a bear market diary? Like, "Oh, of course." Like like I can tell people to keep stacking and so I think we still like we need new voices of people that are saying the same thing, not the same thing, but like relaying the same message in their own way. I say it all the time. It's really about not everyone is going to get the Bitcoin message in the same way. That's, that's kind of the genius we have with Bitcoin kindergarten and simply Bitcoin. We have like a more of like a mainstream television type vibe with simply Bitcoin. And then on kindergarten, we're just like joking. And it's, I, I always fall back on the George Carlin quote. Like if you're going to tell people the truth, you better make them laugh or else they will kill you. So, we try to tell people the truth, but we also try to entertain them because everyone's in pain. Everyone's trying to find the right way to live. And the only way to do that and alleviate pain is through comedy and truth. And so, I don't know, man, I, I, I feel it is my service and I only have one gift and it's like trying to inspire and, and motivate people and just put smiles on their face and be like, look guys, there's hope at the end of the tunnel. And the hope that I found is Bitcoin. And if it's done it for me, it can do it for all you guys. And, just believe in the process. Let's go. Yeah. At this point, I want to have my air horn, but I don't have that. I got you. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? You know what Pirate did to me is is uh, he had me on that Savage Bitcoiner thing, but I didn't realize what it was. And I didn't know it was like Citadel or anything. So he's like, yeah, I got this thing and I need it back by the end, end of the day. Can you just hurry up and answer these questions? And I was like, okay. I didn't know idea what the hell's going on. So I take like an hour and a half, right? And I just bang this thing out and give it back to him. I didn't proofread or anything. And he's like, okay, he's going so what? You know, now I look at him like, I wish I would spend more time on that. <laughs> yeah, I think when he sent it to me, I, it was not short as short of notice, but it was like kind of like, yo, uh, here you go. Oh, no, no. He hit me up and he's like, look, I want you to do the Bear Market Diaries or Savage Bitcoin. I forget which one. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, bro. Like, yeah, just shoot me the stuff whenever you want. And then he's like, okay, well, we have the Citadel 21 deadline and it's like the 21st or the 20th or something. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then he sent it to me like a day or so before. And I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, I would like to, uh, you know, actually think about this stuff. And I just like jammed it out. And I was pretty proud of it. You know, that was like my, that's like my early, like, that was one of the things I really wanted to do is to get an article and sit it all 21. It, it, it felt like, like I was like, yes, like, you know, like people want to hear what I'm saying. I, I'm doing something good and people like it and to be on Citadel 21 then it's, it was like a big thing for me like kindergarten wasn't a thing i barely been on some podcast i you know i'm just a shit poster on twitter i just i just you know talk shit on twitter and make memes and and people want to listen to me now and it just it blows my mind yeah. and so i i like i don't take it lightly I'm, I'm really fucking honored that that like i'm here talking with you dude like it it blows my mind that people even want to listen to me because I've always been this person where I'm like always ranting about like, like, this is the way you should live, man. Like, this is the way, this is the truth. 
and now that people listen, it's like, it's really an honor and I'm, I'm really humbled about it. And I, I, I just love this, man. I really just love, I, I want to know truth and I, and I want to seek truth and having these well, conversations gets me to the bottom of the Tootsie Pop. I, uh, you know, I've been like looking at your feed for years and, you know, I'll, I'll like, you know, spread some likes here and there, but, uh, and nobody listened to my podcast. This is just my excuse to meet you and, and, and talk to people. <laughs> Dude, so. I'm okay with that, bro. This is awesome, man. Uh, what was your experience like working uh, with Hadlanat and Kadia? Well, I just, I, I love them. I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. And I think Citadel 21 is really awesome. And I, I'm, I think I just like sent them an article and I'm like, yo, uh, I just DM Hadlanat. I've been trying to get stuff on Citadel 21 for a minute. Like Hadlanat will tell you, I've been, I spammed him for a little while. I was like, yo, put this in. Like I tried to do like a BK ad on it. And it was just like a, it was so ridiculous. The ad, it was like, yo, if you want to, I forget what I said, but it like looked ugly. And it was like a very, like, uh, I didn't know them, but it was like a very like corporate letter type thing in my whole, but it was like a parody. I was like, yo, like, we're not doing the same Bitcoin show. If you want to come act highly regarded, like <laughs> come on to Bitcoin kindergarten. And, uh, like I basically said, like, look, it's an ad. I know it's kind of like an ad. I don't, I don't know if this is what you guys do at Citadel 21. And he kind of just responded like, nah, we're not going to put that up there. But I hit him up with some more stuff. And then um, the being a Bitcoiner is hard was just an idea that I put into a thread. I, it's, it's pinned on my, my uh, personal account. And it was just one of those inspired things where, like I said, you know, being a Bitcoiner is very hard in the beginning until you get these concepts and, and you wrap your head around what is actually going on and the principles you need. It becomes very easy after the fact. Like, you know, once you're a Bitcoiner, it's what it's like, OK, you, you know, write down some words, you put in a cold storage and you go live your life and provide value for people and you stack sets like you know, there's not that much money in telling people like stacks that stay humble. Like you don't need to do, you don't need to listen to me. Like I tell people every single day in spaces, like guys, you don't need to listen to me. Like your gear doesn't need to be updated. Like this is the beauty of Bitcoin. You just can do what you want to do. And so I put it into a thread and then I, it just kind of did its thing on Twitter. And then I had, you know, the inspiration, like, man, I really want to write something for Citadel 21. And so like, not just be a part of an interview, like, I want to, you know, it's back to spreading the signal. Like I, I fancy myself kind of as a, I wouldn't say I'm very good at writing, but I like to spread the message. And so I felt like that was a message that we can, we can, you know, spread and just tell people, look, here's some principles that I think you need to understand and get over so that you can figure out that Bitcoin isn't that hard. It's just the initial um, transition from the legacy system to this system that you got to wrap your head around. So it's like being a Bitcoiner is hard until it isn't. And then mm -hmm. I just like put it together and I sent it to him and he's like, yo, like perfect. You know, like I think I barely hit the deadline too within like a few days. So I was just like super hyped, you know, it's just one of those things like, yes, yeah. you know, like I don't not like my writing like this. It's on Citadel 21. Oh. And, and to this day, I still haven't bought, like I need to buy the two Citadel 21s that I'm in. I have the very first edition and I just haven't gotten to getting the ones that I'm in. So I'm going yeah. to do that because uh, it, it's a vanity thing for me, man. I want to like be able to look at them and look, hey mom, that's me. Look, I wrote yeah. this. Like, I got a couple copies of the first edition. I think I've got the first nine, but I don't have oh, any wow. of mine either. Um, <laughs> he's uh, 
yeah, he, he's like turned down some of my stuff too. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah, you're just right. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, you know, I, I, I turned in a few things and I finally got one in and I felt good about it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, but, um, like I'm giving the pleb signal. I want to do more of it. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I've got like eight articles that are like just started. I'm just like kind of figuring out like what to do, but um, yeah, same bro. I am the worst. I probably have like six started articles in my, in my, on my computer. It's like one paragraph. I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea. And I have like a paragraph and then I'm like, wait, I just get sidetracked and I do so much other stuff. Well, you, especially, geez, you're busy. I, I do like a podcast like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, um, I was reading in your articles and you said you took the idea of being anonymous from MF doom. Who is this? And and how did they inspire the doom mask? Awesome, dude. I, I love this question. All right. So MF doom, he is a rapper. In my opinion, he is the best rapper of all time, but wait, he's better than young MC. (laughs) Different level, but yes, I, I MF Doom, the reason I really like MF Doom, um, I will get into the anonymous aspect of it, but what I really like about MF Doom is his idea of like, look, I want to be the best rapper of all time, strictly on lyrical skill. And so it's not about the man, it's about the bars, it's just about the art itself. And then furthermore, um, you saw on the on Simply Bitcoin the first what couple episodes I was wearing a mask and then I wore the the gladiator metal mask and that's the actual MF Doom mask. So MF Doom oh. would wear that mask and the whole idea is it's not about the man, it's about the raps. And so like he no one knows really what he looked like and all they know is the music and the message. And I kind of took that because I was into making music before I found Bitcoin. And I had this idea of creating some character, you know, like an alt, uh, a pseudonym or like just like a, its own living character. I'm also a big fan of um, Deltron, uh, the funky homo sapien. And uh, he's got one of his sci-fi rap things is Deltron 3030. And the whole idea is like you create a rap world, a rap sci-fi world, and, and you spit this message out. And it's not really about you. It's about the message. And so... To relate this to Bitcoin, the reason I really loved MF Doom is like I'm saying, my whole thing is it's not about me. Like it, that's why I wore the mask, and that's why I've always been anon on Twitter, and I'm just like a baby avatar, is because it's not about me. It's about the message, and if I'm just a vehicle for that message, then I'm okay with that. And and like I never really cared about the clout. I never really wanted to be in the spotlight. I've always been that way where I'm just kind of like a behind the scenes guy. I really like to just like produce content. I just want to I just want to create stuff. And so it's not it was never about me. It's just like, yo, I'm just a vehicle for the message that is Bitcoin is the way and and you know, I was a shit poster and, and then Bitcoiners were telling us about like OPSEC and I, and I fell down the rabbit hole and I'm like, well, shit, you know, I'm like, I don't want people to know I'm a Bitcoiner. I don't want to get robbed and murdered and all this stuff. And long story short, now I'm doxxed and it's like, okay, well, I put all the skin in the game and um, I'm still on the same mission of it's not about me. It's about Bitcoin and it's about helping people and spreading the truth and getting to the bottom of the truth. And that's what I think I'm here to do. And now you know, life is memes and memes is life. So I just propagate what I think is the right way to live. And hopefully it resonates with people. And, and I just want to push the things that I appreciate and the things that I love and 
you know, hopefully other people like it as well. And it seems to be working well, you know, like people, people listen, people laugh. And so I'm just happy that I'm able to tap into the main source, I guess. And, and I don't know, just propagate what I think we need to see in life. I, I have this idea of like, the world needs more of me and not like on a cocky idea. It's like, we need more people like us that are just trying to create the things that we want to see and doing it with pure, genuine love and, and just like loving the moment and loving life. And, and that's my philosophy is like, I'm here to enjoy life and propagate the truth and, and find what the truth is and the ultimate truth, not just like little T truth. Like, what am I doing here for life? Like I told you, I'm a, I come from philosophy. I, I had a degree in philosophy. So I'm always thinking of like, what is the ultimate truth? Like, what is the ultimate nature of reality? And I'm here to just figure out what that ultimate nature of reality is and then, and then help anyone around me so that they can also live the life they want to live. Because I truly believe that that's what we're here to do is live the life you really want to live and live by your standards and your truth. And so you're like, putting the message in front of the personality. Yes. Um, like I, 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 I love how you put this because I find that a good person that propagates a message, the personality is just a vehicle to push that message. And so it's really not about me. I know sometimes I do a lot of crazy like hysterics and I'm very hyperbolic and I, I'll make crazy shocking jokes. And there's like, I try to do it with like a purpose that like, okay, sometimes I need to shock people so that they can be open to the truth. Sometimes I need to like baby people so that they can understand the truth. And sometimes you just got to speak to the remnant and just like be savage about the message. And so I try to hit people with, with every angle possible. And, and I just use the skills and the personality that I, that I'm given and hopefully it resonates with people. Yeah. There's a appropriate time for swear words. <laughs> they, they, can, <laughs> they, can, they can be impactful when used appropriately. Agreed. Um, I didn't know you had a degree in philosophy. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I got a bachelor's. Uh, that's probably like the worst mistake I ever made was going to college and getting a bachelor's in philosophy because obviously there's not much money in philosophy. I'm not a philosopher anymore, but I, I wouldn't take it back because without that philosophy degree, I wouldn't have learned how to think properly. Like I'd say philosophy taught me how to think and then it let me go into the world and you know, I was able to do my own research and, and seek the things that I like to seek and, you know, get to the bottom of the things that I was interested in. I'm like, I've never been very good with authority. So even at school, like they tell me what to do. And I'm like, no, like, I want to do this class. Like, this is the class that's more interesting to me. Like I, I'm, I'm one, um, like one semester, one class away from a minor in psychology because I didn't want to take the stupid psychology class that they wanted me to take for that degree. And I was just like, no, I want to take this class. This one's more interesting. So like, that's just kind of how I work. I just, you know, I just chase the magic dragon for the things that I enjoy and, and it's led me here. So I don't know. I, I think I'm doing good. I, I think we're all right. What, what made you decide to forego the mask? Well, to be honest, I, I kind of had the, like, I had a lot of people telling me first for, for a while, like shout out to Honk Hogan. He, he was giving me shit for a while. He's like, dude, like you're a part of Simply Bitcoin. You, you know, like you need to show your face. Like you, you don't have the luxury of not showing your face anymore. And so there's this idea of people like, look, hmm. um, you're kind of, you're kind of a public, public figure now. Um, 
maybe it you could get your message across more if if you dox yourself and i was really against the idea i'm like no dude like i don't want to dox myself i was really trying to just be like a pleb uh anon forever or as long as i possibly could because you know it, it you if, got Gigi. Gigi doesn't. Do yeah, it. yeah. That's dude. Gigi was is literally like my inspiration. I mm. I love Gigi. I love how he was able to wear the green man suit and it just like everything he did was so artistic and just awesome. And I I wanted to tap into that. But long story short, I basically had the epiphany on that Sunday because I kind of had like. I kind of had this feeling that Nico and Phil were, I don't know, there was trouble in paradise, right? Because I came on the team and like, man, like we're going to blow this up. Like we're going to make this right. huge. And I really thought they were on the same page. Apparently, you know, there was some stuff that that I wasn't fully aware of. Anyways, long story short. They that hit it day, well. Yeah, I, dude, I thought they had the best rapport on the show that it, it, yeah. like, it, it was really shocking for it's me. It's like the, the bare naked ladies. I don't know if you follow them. No, but I do know um, other like examples. <laughs> That's a really of bad example. Well, the, the, I, I think of um like oh, there's those old comedians. There's two of them, and um, they like hate each other. Or like Kobe and Shaq, don't they like not like each other? But like on the on the court, they were amazing. So it's one of those things where. I don't know. They had great rapport together, and you know, one thing led to another, and so that de that day, I just um. I don't know, like, I, I hate to use, like, a cliche, but, like, I was just listened to the moment, and I don't know, man. Is The only way I can say is, like, God told me, like, look, bro, like, put all the skin in the game, and that was my idea. If you see that episode, I'm like, look, guys, like, I, I wanted to do, um, like, uh, I don't know how to say this, but, like, I wanted to show Phil and Nico that I am fully committed to this, and the last thing I had was was my face and so yeah. i thought maybe that if if i'd showed them that look i'm gonna give it all for you guys and the last thing i had was my face um maybe we can all keep keep it together because you know there was some i tried to get a meeting for everyone that morning and um i don't know it just it just it it spoke to me that this was the right time to do it yeah. and i it just I, it was the perfect time. I, I if I had like, to wait another day, it probably wouldn't have worked out like it did. You put some thought into it. I mean, my uh, doxing was less honorable. I, I came on <laughs> simply Bitcoin, and I, you know, I was telling you like I'm a dummy about like technical things, but um, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to hide my face. Right? I just couldn't. I couldn't make it happen. And, and Phil and Nico are sitting there staring at me for like ten minutes. I'm like, oh fuck it, I just go on. Right? <laughs> that's how I got doxed. This is like less, awesome. lot less thought. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. It is, it's back to Gigi. Like I really love what he was doing and I don't know if you saw my first mask. It, I had like an orange, um, Oh yeah, I saw that. Like, I, I forget what, what you call it, but it was like the same thing. Like I had like an orange under mask and I put the, what's it called on and it looked really cool. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. But I couldn't breathe in it, dude. Like Nico it didn't look and, comfortable. Oh, it was horrible, dude. Nico had to like cut my section because they told me, they told me up front, like, okay, dude, you're going to do the numbers and you got to do it for like 10 to 12 minutes. So like I prepared this like 10 to 12 minute piece, bro. Like a full, like as the most flushed out thing I ever did on the show. And I'm like gasping and sweating. And I like, I could barely talk under the mask. And then they told me like, dude, you only needed like a few minutes. Like the whole segment was supposed to be 10 minutes. Not like you talking for 10 minutes. And so... 
it was rough, man. It was really rough. Um, those masks were rough, and even the MF Doom mask was pretty rough. Like it's all metal, and I'm sweating, and I don't know. It it was it was part. It was really for the culture. Like you know, we're anons, we're plebs. Like let's have fun with it, and then. I don't know, you know, shit happens and I dox myself and now everyone knows what I look like and it's like, fuck, well, I can't go back now. So let's just lean into it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're more comfortable now. Um, so <laughs> I, so I was reading that Optimus Fields was the name of a local park. Yeah, bro. Wow. You did your research. Okay. So back to, back to the origin story. So um, like I said, I, I was obsessed with MF Doom. I used to make like uh, rap music I was producing and I had this idea of, I want to tell this story. And the story is like what I do every single day. Like I'm always saying the same story, essentially. It's just now it has Bitcoin in it. And um, I had this idea, I wanted to create this album, but I really wanted to create this character, this uh, this being that would that would be the living example of that art and and um the story that i was creating the sci-fi rap story that i wanted to create and like i said i was working construction um i fucking hated it i, I didn't want to wake up every day but i did it because it was what my family did and i love my family and i would never dishonor them and I'd, I'd work my ass off for my family so i was you know it's like one of those early mornings where you just don't want to go to work. It's like, man, you're pissed off. You, you're more focused on something else. I think at the time I was like just barely learning about Bitcoin. I was like going through this thing with this girl that she didn't really like me. It was just a low point in my life, right? And I was trying to create something, trying to do what I was doing. And it was one of those moments where I was driving and I just like looked over and there was a park and it was called Optimus Fields. And it just clicked and it was just, I was like, oh my God, like that is the character. He is Optimus Fields because like, I want a better life. I, I'm always been optimistic and it's just like a perfect, um, like illustration of what I think we're all doing here. Like we all are looking for optimistic new fields and, and sometimes you got to plant those fields. And so this is what we're doing is just like try to spread as much optimism and as much positivity into the world so that we can plant a new field it's like the field of dreams if you build it they will come and so i don't know it just clicked man one day i looked over and it was like optimus fields and i'm like wow that's his name that's the character and then i just went home and i tried to figure out who optimus fields was and then that was a long time ago and then one day i just kind of put it on twitter that like instead of, i think i had like my living truth um as like my double tag is like my living truth at my living truth and I just one day switched it to Optimus Fields and like the rest is history ever. So I think I had like 300 followers on Twitter, like when I did Optimus Fields. And then next thing I know is like 1,300 and I'm like Optimus Fields and everyone's like, Opti, like Optimus, like what's up? And it's like, it just, it took a life of its own and I, I can't like take it back now. <laughs> like even my friends that know me through Bitcoin that know my actual name, cause a few people do know me, uh, they still all call me Optimus. It's just like, it's weird. It's, it's. I don't know. It's a name I gave myself that, that I, I tried to live up to, I suppose. It's got a nice ring to it. Um, we, we've got a lot of Oppenheimer parks because the suburbs of Niagara Falls and, and Buffalo have a lot of landfills from the Manhattan Project. And that's why we're all fucked up here. <laughs> uh, I wish we had Optimus Fields Park. Um, but um, I assume you're American. Uh, are you willing to share what state you're from? Yeah, well, uh, I was very afraid to tell everyone where I'm from. I am American. I grew up in California. 
I'm from San Diego. I think a lot of people know that, but I am originally from Mexico. So I am a, an immigrant into America and um, yeah, first generation immigrant. Uh, that's why Nika always jokes, calls me the Mexican Johnny Depp, but he's just trolling me. But yeah, I'm an American. Uh, I am now in Texas. I have left California for the time being. And um, yeah, you know, just enjoying life and, and living with some Bitcoiners. And we're just putting the content out and making sure we're getting better and improving ourselves and hanging by the pool and, you know, going out at uh, going out on the weekends and causing ruckus and basically Bitcoin Twitter personified in real life. It's, it's literally the best life ever. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so in 2017, I think I read you fell down the rabbit hole, like near the apex of the bull run. Yes. Um, I fell down the rabbit hole. Uh, it was November, 2017. Okay. Bitcoin had just hit 10 K for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, it was all over the news and it's, it's one of that, you know how we always say like, you need your touches in Bitcoin. Usually it's like yeah. three or four touches. Well, this day, like the day that Bitcoin hit 10 K I heard Bitcoin mentioned like three times throughout the day. And it, I don't know, it, like I heard it before, you know, in regards to like Silk Road and stuff like that through the news, just like vaguely. It's like, oh, you know, nerd money, like whatever. I can buy weed. I don't need, I don't need nerd money to buy weed. And then just this day, it hit 10K. It was all over the news. I heard it maybe on the radio or something. And I, I wasn't even on Twitter then. I, I jumped on Twitter because of Bitcoin. But anyways, it hit 10K and I heard it, heard Bitcoin like three times. And I came home. And me and my cousin were making music together and he's younger than me. He's like, I don't know, five years younger than me or something. And I just kind of like asked him, I'm like, yo, um, have you heard of this Bitcoin stuff? Like I, I heard, I've been hearing about it all fucking day. Like, do you, do you know anything about this? And he's like, oh shit. Like, yeah, I actually might have some Bitcoin. I'm like, what do you, how do you have Bitcoin? He's like, oh, you know, well, uh, he, long story short, he was buying stuff on a uh, dark, dark net markets, uh, you know, things you can't buy normally. And um, he didn't have Bitcoin, but the fact that he knew what Bitcoin was and he, you know, had exposure to it before, I'm like, I'm not going to let my little cousin outdo me on anything. So that night we just went down YouTube rabbit hole and watched some Andres Antonopoulos videos and I was hooked. And then I think within a week or something of that, I, I, you know, I was doing research and was reading whatever I could and on Reddit and all this stuff. And somewhere on the internet, it basically said, like, if you want to talk Bitcoin, get on Twitter and the rest is history. Yeah. It's a place to be. I, I spent like 20 Bitcoin on like Cuban cigars back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause you needed it to go to Switzerland and get them. Um, but, but you got in at a rough time because it quickly crashed afterwards. So, so most oh, yeah. people would be out for life. Oh, yeah. What made you stick around? Well, that's the thing. Like I was so thoroughly orange pilled from the get go. Like I, I, you know, for lack of better terms, bought the hook line and sinker of what Andres Antonopoulos was telling us like, man, well, we're going to talk new, about him too. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's a whole new paradigm, you know, freedom, money, separate money from state, you know, censorship resistance, like mm -hmm. all the messages that he was saying money as a system of control. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like it, it just really hit me and resonated with me. And, and I just, I went down the rabbit hole and started studying 
And then I like, I think it may be within like two, three weeks or something. I got, uh, you know, pushed down the shitcoin rabbit hole for a little bit because, you know, like Litecoin is the silver to Bitcoin's gold and, and this is going to be the new Bitcoin and this is much faster, more better. And, you know, not knowing any better, yeah, I, I was dabbling in shitcoins for about a month after um, I got into it. So, and if you remember that time, Bitcoin crashed at 2017 or December ish. Yep. And then there was like the alt season. That was like the last three months after that, they started to pump. And so it was one of those things of like, at the time, all you had to do was like throw money at any project and you're going to start making money. So I did that and, and, you know, you catch the FOMO of like, oh my God, wow, it's so easy to make money in this. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is, this is much innovation, much wow. And um, then you start losing money, like within a month and you're like, what's going on? And I just kind of watched it go down and I, I just kept studying it because I thought there was something here. And, you know, like I was doubling down and, and like DCAing on shit coins. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I can get a better price if I just buy all the way down. And then at a certain point, like a month or so in, I, it just like you get to the point where you're like, oh, my God, like I'm losing all the money that I thought I gained. I need to figure out what's going on. And so I think the best decision I ever made was when i i'm like it's funny now in hindsight but i had this thought one day i'm like you know what i need to understand what bitcoin is if i'm going to trade and figure out what these shit coins are in regards to bitcoin mm -hmm. so the fateful choice was let me study bitcoin so that i can better understand what shit coins are against bitcoin mm -hmm. and once you go down the bitcoin only rabbit hole studying bitcoin you're like oh i'm not going to buy these shit coins they're just designed to steal your bitcoin like bitcoin is the only thing and it's just so I've, you keep going down the rabbit hole and it's like, yeah, it's Bitcoin only. So you actually had to figure out what problem was being solved in the first place. Yes, exactly. I love the way you put that. But you did it at like the worst time. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> that you hung in there like that. Well, I, I think it's one of those things like I'm just that stubborn. Like I, I knew there was something here and it was one of those things like I started this this pod with is like, I, I knew there was something here. I didn't know what it was. And just my nature is to try to get to the bottom of the truth. And, you know, that one decision of like, let me, let me study Bitcoin so I can compare shit coins against it is like, well, Bitcoin is truth. And once you get to that point, you're like, oh my God, like, yeah. Why, why would I trade all this other shit? I just need to stack sats. And then, you know, I got into people on Twitter and, and they got funneled into more of the, the Bitcoin maxi type content. And then really around like 2019 ish, I believe when lightning, um, the LN chain by a uh, hot or not, I believe that when he started the LN chain, like I was barely getting out of shit coins and I was hearing about lightning. And I just, I, I wanted it to, be to earlier than that, but it might've been 2018. It was like 2018, 2019-ish. I forget exactly when the Ellen uh, chain was, the Ellen yeah. trust chain. It's another thing that kind of makes him a Hall of Famer too. People, Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I was just like freshly, freshly orange-pilled. I, I may have still had some shitcoin bags, but I, I started to understand that the only thing that's really doing much around here is Bitcoin. And then Lightning came out. And everyone's like, oh, well, if you like shit coins, then, you know, the, the processing fee, uh, speed of, of uh, altcoins that are better than Bitcoin, like Lightning's way faster. And so I tried to figure out Lightning, but I, like I wasn't that technical until 
I believe uh, Pierre launched the uh, Lightning Node Launcher, and that was the first time I got on. And I, I just, I'm just a tinker, man. I just, I just like to mess with things that are interesting to me, and and Bitcoin's one of those things. And and I'll figure out the technical aspects. Like I mess up all the time, and I'm just like, well, I just want to do it. It sounds like you're persistent. A lot of people are just yeah. easily distracted. There's a lot yeah. of distractions. Um, but like. I talked to some of my closest friends and they bitch about things and they're not wrong, but I tried to convince them that the problem is broken money yep. and, and I can't get through to even them. So, yep. you know, like if we haven't convinced people by now, we probably won't anytime soon. So, so I, I want to ask you, does the Bitcoin community make a mistake engaging with shit coiners at this point? And does the mere act of engaging somehow validate them? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, personally, I'm I'm gonna take two sides. Personally, okay. I I don't engage much shit coiners anymore. I I'm like, and I'm not really interested in it. It it it's like, it seems like wasted energy, it wasted mental energy to try to combat uh, what shit coiners are doing. I'm I'm much more on the idea of like push what you believe and push what you want to see versus trying to counter other people's bullshit. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I think there is very much a time and a place where like you need to combat the bullshit. Like you need to, you know, prove that like, yo, they're, they're fucking lying to you. Like this is, these are the facts. Like this is the facts of the matter. And, and like, I don't really like to dunk on people, but sometimes people can be make like, sometimes you can use people to make a bigger point. And like, you know, I, I don't like to, to be the person that just like shits on people, mm -hmm. but like sometimes, you know, you're a vehicle for a bigger lesson. And, and one thing you realize very quickly in Bitcoin and on Bitcoin Twitter is that sometimes the arguments you have on Twitter is, is not about you and the person you're talking with. It's about the people that are watching the conversation. And so sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. you got to make a point of something or someone and it might not feel good and it might come back to bite your ass, but it's like, look, there's a time and a place, but I don't know. I, I'm really, I'm really trying to understand what's the best way to orange people now, because it's mm -hmm. like, this is my job. I, I, I fundamentally believe that we need to spread the sound money gospel, but do I know the best way to do it? I literally have no clue. I'm just trying the best I can to figure it out. But I think it's on the lines of, you know, push the things that you appreciate, push the things that you want to see and, and just like push the, the positive signal versus just like tearing shit down. It, it, I'm reminded of the Buckminster Fuller quote where he says, um, I might butcher that, but he says, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna build a new system, you don't just destroy the old system, you build a better system that makes the old system obsolete. And so I'm trying to uh, use that in my thinking of, okay, like how do we get this message across to as many people as possible? And when you think about it, you know, we are all a part of an echo chamber, whether we like it or not, you know, like I love my Bitcoin Twitter echo chamber. It keeps me sane. It keeps me on point. But I realize that there's a lot more people outside of us and mm -hmm. on Twitter. And how do we reach those people? I'm trying to figure that out. And, and I, I'm hoping that I'm on the right path because, you know, I want to, I want to entertain people, but also I want to give them the truth. And I think there's a fine line between you can entertain them, but give them the truth. It's back to the George Collin quote. Like if you're going to tell people the truth, you need to do it with comedy or they will kill you. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, don't I'm trying to, to figure it out. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we've come to the conclusion that there's one thing that has a shot at fixing the money. Yep. And 
Um, we've known this for years. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like when we see people like, say, Adam Back, like, you know, our biggest names, um, you know, debating shit coiners on Twitter or, or even like a sailor, like debating people at what Raul Pal's thing. I, I feel like it almost it sends a message that there is a debate that's yes. not obvious. I'd agree with that. Um, if we bring shit coins to the Miami conference, which I think we do way too much of, um, I, I feel like it's confusing to those people on the fringe that don't know what's going on. Agreed. Like, and we should just kind of be like, yeah, Bitcoin's a thing. It's not really a debate. So we're going to focus on our thing and you guys can do whatever else you want over there. And I, I just feel like arguing with people validates them too much. I would agree with that. I, I really like that framing. And, and I think that's kind of why, even though I, I, you can put it better than I can. I'm, I just, uh, I have this, uh, like Dharma Zen where I just like do, do the thing that I like. And I'm, I'm not very, not always the best at communicating it, but I think you, you're right. Like, that's why I say I don't focus on, on shit coins. Um, is there a time and a place to focus on them? I, I probably, yes, but you I, mentioned I, Andreas, that, that was like one of the focuses you wrote about that I really liked. Okay. Yeah. So I like, yeah, just to finish this thought, it's, it's really about like pushing the things we want to see. And I just want to talk about Bitcoin and how Bitcoin can help us and why you need Bitcoin and how to use Bitcoin and, and, you know, like the good it's done for me in my life. Like I said it today, I was ranting earlier. Like, I just want to spread the good word of Bitcoin and cause it's, it's the John Vallis uh, title, like Bitcoin saved my life. Like it really, really saved my life. And, and like, I, I wholly believe that it can do it for other people. And that's why I'm here because it, it saved my life. I would not be the person I am today without Bitcoin. And I'm very happy with who I've become. So I thank Bitcoin for that. I appreciate people like you that really work at it. There's, there's precious few people really. Well, thank um, you, bro. Um, but um, I think you wrote the biggest sellout in the history of Bitcoin's Andreas. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Did I? I, I like, actually, I read that. I was like, yes. Um, Dang, harsh, bro. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of Bitcoiners thought his flip was fine, but I didn't. And it's like, the, and the problem was, you, you, you know, we're quoting all these classic talks that he had. Like everybody knows him, and the guy obviously just knew what was up. Like he, he understood what was at stake. Yeah. So like he, he should have known better. And people like Pirate saw it early, and like somebody like JW, who I haven't really agreed with everything lately, but but and it was like back in 2017, he did a. I would say quintessential podcast where he, he spent like 45 minutes making the case that he was like a functional scammer, but really, yeah. But like nobody else back then, like very few people were like, Hey, that's not right. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. And I think even now there's kind of a, like a divergence of Bitcoiners, like a lot of, you know, half the Bitcoiners like, yeah, he's just curious about stuff. But it's, to me, that's just, that's a cop out. Yeah. I mean, I like, I would say, I think there's a fine line, like, I, I, I'm not trying to excuse his shit coinery, but I think when you are a tinker, I, I'm not much of a software developer, so I, you know, I'm, I'm talking out my ass, but I think when you get down to like the, the creation aspect of stuff, you may, you may just be like very interested in creating stuff. And then you don't really see of like, oh, you know, there's a shit coin associated with this. People are going to get wrecked. You're just like, can I create something that can improve the world? Like, you know, can, can I put something of value into the world that, that people need. And I do feel that a lot of times shit corners do get sidetracked and they're trying to create uh, solutions for problems that don't exist or really not that big of a deal. And so that's why I, I, you know, I focus on Bitcoin because I like you think that 
the main problem is that the money's broken. You know, we are getting stolen from slowly and look at what it's done to us. Like we are a hollow society in our, in our, uh, you know, normal relationships. And then also as like a society at whole, it's like, we are missing depth to our life. And I, I think Bitcoin brings that back. So I just try to push that because it, I don't know, man, there's something spiritual about Bitcoin that I can't really explain. And it, I don't like to, um, you know, get too religious when I talk about Bitcoin, because I know that that scares people off. But like, there's something divine about Bitcoin. It, 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 it fulfills you. There's hope that it brings to you. And I, I don't know if, if people feel that when they experiment with other stuff and they think they're actually bringing good to the world. But I feel I, like we are bringing good to the world when we spread Bitcoin. I talked a little bit about like the divinity of Bitcoin in my last Citadel thing in, in the last episode or last volume. Um, but, but like you're, you're a tinkerer, like you would look at like Ethereum and just trace that down and be like, well, you can't build on that. Like LC, I think put it best. LC said, um, you can't build a house on like a foundation of sand. It just won't work. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, that should be obvious to a smart person that even though he I wants agree. to tinker. I agree. Um, I say it all the time. It's like Bitcoin is the solid foundation to build on and, and like, anyone that wants to, that or anyone that is honest with their with their intentions and what they want out of life like you want to build on something that's going to last and you know like the quick gains there's a saying i heard um fast money comes with long problems and i think that's where people get caught up like i've said it before bitcoin or satoshi when he created bitcoin figured out a way to, to domesticate human greed and maybe you know like shit coins have a way to accelerate people's greed so there's something about bitcoin like we say it all the time bitcoin exposes truth and bitcoin has a an uncanny way of exposing people's true intentions and who they really are and you know like bitcoiners aren't always most bitcoiners aren't in this to just get lambos i really like what svetsky said you know i came for the money but i stayed for the money which he means you know, we all get caught up in the FOMO of Bitcoin. We all get caught up in the price rise. But then you realize that the real problem in the world is money and our money is really fucked up and the system is messed up and we are literally in uncharted waters when and we're all floating on this paper pyramid scheme. And I don't know about you, but that terrifies me. Like I, I, I told you, I built houses. It's like we are we are building our whole society on a house of cards and this doesn't frighten you like to me it's like wow man it's like coyote uh like coyote ugly or what's the uh saturday morning cartoons where the coyote runs off the cliff like i keep road thinking runner. of that yeah roadrunner exactly like i keep thinking of that idea that we are just all so far off the cliff yeah. that no one wants to look down at their feet only a few people like us are willing to look down and, and see the hard truth like people want to bury their heads from the truth and I think there's something about like a, a true Bitcoiner that I want to know the hard truth. Like, yo, I know it's going to hurt me. I know I might get offended, but I'd rather know the truth. Even if you're a dick about it, like, tell me the truth. That's just how I see it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy that we all accept like being divided and, and conquered and bickering about other things while we're being constantly stolen from and enslaved. <laughs> right. And we um, accept it. That's the part yeah. where I just don't get. It's like how people can accept this, how how people but, much older than us are just like, oh, this is the way it is. I'm like, man, what? Like you can accept, like, no, fuck this. Like there's a better way and we're going to find it. And yeah. we found it. 
So, so uh, another thing you were bitching about that I appreciated was was Trace Mayer. You know, oh. I, I I also consumed all his content, and then he he flipped for like a relatively small gain. What do you think was the story there? Well, I I don't know. I'd be talking out my ass, but first and foremost, I loved his yeah. podcast. I was a huge like huge fan of Same. what he was saying because it it, it really. I know we have a lot of macro Bitcoiners now and that macro message is, is uh, definitely being spread out there for everyone to get. But Trace was one of the first ones that hit me with that like macro view of like, oh, this is how money works. This is why gold was what it was and why gold failed. And then I was also listening to the noted podcast by Bitstein and Pierre. So mm -hmm. it was like it was a great, I don't know, like a synthesis of information together. And then I also listened to like Stefan Levera and Marty. So I was getting this very whole rounded perspective of what Bitcoin is. And I absolutely loved Trace because he, he put on a good show. He had one of the best like produced shows early on. And, you know, he, he, he went on like early, early Max Kaiser rants. He just had like great rants. And um, I really yep. enjoyed that. And then, you know, what happened on Twitter where he starts shilling Mimble Wimble and all this stuff, it's like, I think it was one of those first moments where it's like slay your heroes. Not that he was a hero to me, but like he educated me, you know, like I listened to like he was a teacher for me, taught me a lot of things. And so maybe it's just one of those like spurned lover things like uh, I'm a hurt girlfriend. I <laughs> and mean, so I'm just like, fuck you. Well, for example, when Andreas wrote the book, I could see him getting paid a lot. Or, or, you know, I know he got bailed out by the Bitcoiners also at some point, but, but it seemed like with the Mimbo Wimble thing, there was a relatively small gain there. And it yeah. seemed like he just burned his reputation for no reason. So it's like, it was just illogical. And in my opinion, like that almost seems like it's personal or uh, like a purposeful because it, it just made no sense what he did. It's almost like he sank his own boat on purpose. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that's, I'd agree with that. That's, I, I kind of view it like. It might have been like an opsic play, kind of like, uh -huh. um, you know, maybe he he got a little too much exposure from people he didn't want to, you know, be poking into his business, and so he just kind of went like full scorched earth and and just like blew up his own reputation and his own account and and just like, you know, sank his own ships before whatever might have happened. And I don't know, I I can't tell you, but it was you know it was for for. For shitcoin exits, I suppose it might have been the most graceful exit where he just like burned his ships and just dipped and, you know, it was just like, all right, like, yeah, I was trying to scam people and now I'm gone. And, you know, at least he's not like coming back like Roger Ver and, and you know, Craig Wright and all these people that like continuously scam and then come back and reinvent themselves as new scammers. He's just like, look, you know, I either I got greedy and I fucked up or maybe he was trading and he blew his shit, you know, blew up his accounts and, and he wasn't as, as wealthy as we thought he was. I, I don't know, man, there's I, a lot of, there's a lot of things that I really don't know. I wanted to ask you about it cause you wrote about it and it just never made sense to me at all. But, um, so, so how bad are things right now for uh, Swan and Corey? Like he's always said like the right things and now he's associated with Pedro and that seems like a desperate move. And now his employees are posting anti-maxi rants is Swan Bitcoin turning to the dark side? I really hope not, man. I I was a, a Swan user before, um, before I joined Simply, and you know they they had the Swan sponsor before I was a part of Simply, and I just kind of, like you know I, I picked up the <laughs> I picked up the flag and like I really oh, are they sponsoring Simply now? 
Yeah, we yeah we're sponsored. Oh by shit! Simply, I yeah. shouldn't ask you that. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. <laughs> you got sponsors now and shit. I can't ask you this stuff. So so I'm, I'm mean, just, I'll just leave that. I'm gonna leave that question unanswered. Whatever, bro. <laughs> but so so in your article, becoming a Bitcoiner is hard until it isn't. Um, you start off by encouraging people to read that everyone's a scammer by Bitstein. Yes. So so what did you take from that article? I absolutely love everyone is a scammer. I highly recommend everyone go read everyone is a scammer. And I fully believe it guys that like, if Bitcoin is what we say it is, then this is our one chance. And if this is our one chance, and that means there's going to be a zero to one moment with Bitcoin. And what that means is there will be a moment where, you know, Bitcoin is a very small uh, market cap, basically where we are now, and then it will eat the whole world. And so if all the world's value will go into Bitcoin at one point, then the Bitcoin you hold on today will be worth incredible amounts of money in fiat terms in the future. It will have increased purchasing power. So the idea is that everyone's a scammer because everyone wants your Bitcoin. And for, and furthermore, you are usually the biggest scammer because you will fuck yourself out of your own Bitcoin. And so you need to be very much concerned about like, people's incentives and furthermore your own incentives like everyone wants your bitcoin because once you realize how valuable bitcoin is like you want you want bitcoin and i i put it i put it in a tweet the other day like you don't make bitcoin you take bitcoin and by that i mean like you have to provide value for people but if you think about it like you're taking people's bitcoin and but you, it's a it's an exchange of value that you and that person have agreed upon and so you know, everyone is a scammer because like everyone's going to want your Bitcoin and you got to understand how valuable that Bitcoin is. And you don't want to give away your Bitcoin easily. Like you mm -hmm. don't want to trade your Bitcoin for some, you know, Chinese trinkets or some plastic thing that's going to break because those sats are, you know, if, if this experiment is what we say it is, then Bitcoin is going to be around for what thousands, if not multiple thousands of years. Like that's how I look at it. So the little Bitcoin you have right now, it's going to be worth freaking crazy amounts of money in the future. So today, you know, you, you may just be thinking you're owning a hundred thousand sats, but if you're able to hold that hundred thousand sats for 10, 20 years, who knows what the purchasing power of that hundred thousand sats would be. And so you don't want to scam yourself out of your future wealth because numbers going to go up. There's only 21 million Bitcoin and they are printing obscene amount of money. So they are debasing fiat money and they can't debase Bitcoin. So everyone's going to want your Bitcoin because it's the scarcest thing on planet earth. So you don't want to trade that Bitcoin. So I highly recommend everyone reads everyone's a scammer because Bitcoin's such a great freaking writer. And he, and that's one of the first articles that I read where it really clicked in my head of like, Oh wow. Like, uh, this is really incredible thing and it's really scarce. And while I don't feel like I'm rich, what I own could be worth something in the future. And you just, you don't want to give that away lightly for something that you really are going to just throw away after a year or two. I'd like to see society just become more accepting that everybody's working in their own self-interest and then there'd be like less of a thing such as scamming. I agree. Um, I mean, I, you, you know me on BK, I jokingly say like, uh, we used to have it on our, um, on our page, like, uh, like scam yourself, send us tips because of that whole idea. Like everyone's a scammer. And <laughs> that part's like, funny. 
Yeah, I, I always thought it was funny. And people people gave us some shit. They're like, oh, look, they're scamming. And I'm like, guys, like, we've been telling you we're scamming because we believe in this idea that everyone is a scammer. Everyone wants your Bitcoin. And look, like, if you think we're providing value for you, then I, I do it like awesome i'm really really like it i'm honored by it and if you want to send a sats for that like oh my god like i'm even more honored but i'm going to tell you up front like bro you're scamming yourself like <laughs> you're scamming yourself out of your future wealth because of bitcoin kindergarten and then we just kind of leaned into it like yeah we will scam you like we <laughs> we're scamming you out of your sats we show up every day to try to take your sats they but got a service out idea. of it they got a shout out that's worth something <laughs> no really um but um, one of your recommendations is a uh, dollar cost average. And, and, you know, that seems like wise, um, but where's the line between stacking your balls off and get on zero? Well, I like to say that I capitulate my fiat every week. Well, at least when I had uh, you know, a fiat normie job, I, I'm a DCA army, um, you know, member. I, I believe in the idea of, the everyday Bitcoin are setting the floor. And so we need to continuously buy Bitcoin every single day so that we can continuously push the Bitcoin price floor up. And I don't, I don't like, I think it's a personal thing, man. I, I'm fully convicted. I am 100% in Bitcoin. I, um, I obviously like left my normie life to go 100% in Bitcoin all day, every day. So, I mean, I may not be the right person to tell someone like, look, you need to sacrifice everything for Bitcoin because that's a personal decision for you. But I'm fully convicted in this. I have friends that are fully convicted in this. And so I don't know if I can tell people to get on zero, but what I can tell people is, look, if you're worried about the price crashing and the volatility, just continuously buy Bitcoin. Remember your Bitcoin ABCs, always buy consistently and you will level out the the volatility and you will continuously stack sats and you will continuously raise the price floor and it's the easiest way but hey if i had a million dollars right now in fiat i wouldn't be sitting on the side i would i would dump it all just because that's that's how i am i don't hold much fiat and it's like hard for me to get fiat now and i need a little bit to survive so it's like you know it's it's a personal thing for everyone whatever you're willing to do yeah i agree um, so when you're not producing content, where are you getting your information from? Well, lately I've just been, um, who have I been listening to? Probably just friends and like taco carnivore, you know, uh, telegram or, uh, the simply Bitcoin telegram group, or just like Twitter, Twitter group, uh, DMS. And then I just, I'll pick up whatever, like, you know, there's a lot of people that will drop content and I just. Like there's people that I listen to, like Gigi, if Gigi drops anything with anyone, like I'm just going to listen to it because I love how, I love how he's able to explain the message. You know, like when Pierre Rochard talks, I listen, you know, Stefan talks. I, there's just people that I, I like their ethos and, and their angles and they speak to me. And so, you know, I, I, I really don't devour much Bitcoin content anymore as much as I used to, cause I would listen to Bitcoin content, like you know, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. Now I'm a little more sparse. It's just Twitter, dude. I just like, I scroll through Twitter and I just go down threads and rabbit holes. And then I ask friends and, you know, watch YouTube videos and read whatever article that catches my attention. And just, again, just like chasing the rabbit and chasing what interests me. I really enjoyed your recent GG episode on kindergarten. Oh, dude. Thank you. That, that, cool. 
that was awesome. I felt really bad because we both had really bad connection that day. So like the audio was all messed up. I, I want him to come back. I, I hope he's coming back and we can do one with good audio because that was such a headache, dude. I feel bad because the audio was horrible and he had trouble. I was having trouble. But but we were still able to get, you know, some good content out there because Gigi's so cosmic. Everything he says is just like mind blowing. You're like, dude, how do you think of this shit? Like, this is crazy. You um, had recommended paying attention to privacy and, and, you know, options for privacy. So do you see privacy improving on first layer or do you think it's going to be sorted out on higher layers or are we just going to fail at providing adequate privacy? Well, I am definitely hopeful. Again, I'm not the biggest privacy expert. I I used to, you know, I I dove down the rabbit hole. To be honest, I've been really out of the game since the whole like Wasabi Samurai, uh, you know, fights have blown up all over Twitter. I'm... I don't have the technical expertise to be able to, um, you know, like clarify what someone's saying or disqualify what someone's saying. So there is a certain level of like trust that I have to um, abide by with people that that it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know that much, but he he's way more better of a coder than me. And I'm going to listen to what he says and then, you know, balance that off what this other person says. So I'm just I'm trying to figure it out. And um, on the one hand. I'm I I'm hopeful that we can figure out privacy on the first layer. Um, the main trade-off is I'm I'm a staunch 21 million Bitcoin advocate. So I think the name of the game is is absolute scarcity and anything that can mess that up. Um, I'm not really big into it. So that's where I usually come from. But I do believe that we will find privacy and, and maybe that's on layer, you know, layer twos or, or what above it, but maybe it's just, you know, coin join implementations. And I, you know, I'm, I'm on the sideline. I'm waiting for people to just keep dropping cool products and, and stuff that makes mm-hmm. it easier for me to use Bitcoin privately. Because again, like I, I, I am somewhat technical, but I, I'm not the most technical, man. I, I use Apple products because they just work intuitively. And I hope that we can get to that point where it just it works intuitively. But I'm also thinking, you know, if, if Bitcoin goes where we think it's going to go, then I don't know, eventually wouldn't coin joins become too expensive for the average person to do? And then things would have to go on layer, uh, you know, layers above that. But again, I'm not a privacy expert guys. If, if I'm mistaken on this, please correct me. I want to know what's the best thing to do. I'm, I'm open to criticism guys. Uh, just teach me, teach me Bitcoin guys. Well, I, yeah, I don't think it's any technical shortcomings. I, I don't think anybody really knows yet, but I'm, I'm hopeful that yeah. they'll develop. I think that'll be important for censorship resistant money is to figure yeah, that yeah. out somehow. Um, but uh, in your article, you suggested to be bold and speak your mind and don't worry what everybody else thinks. Yes. You know how you were I, saying, I still, like, huh? I, I was going to say, I still stand by that. Yeah. So you were saying, Hey, Frito, you're like low key. <laughs> so, so I do have a, a Bitcoin Twitter complaint. I want to make public if you'll indulge letting me rant for a minute. Let's go. Um, I wanted, I thought about like avoiding dragging you into this, but I wanted to get it off my chest. <laughs> oh God. Let's go. All right. So, so like, I'm really sick of Bitcoiners promoting divide and conquer over vaccine status. And, you know, I know this isn't a vaccine show, but you know, like a lot of Bitcoiners, including friends of ours, promote this narrative that people who've been vaccinated are cowards and are bending the knee and aren't capable of being freedom fighters. And I just don't think it's appreciated how coerced we are as healthcare workers. Like I can't afford to lose my job. Mm-hmm. So like I sacrificed like decades of my life, like, and I suffered like significant, like mental, physical, and 
interpersonal harm? And, and do we really think that some increased risk of infertility or clotting or even death is going to make me drop out now? Like does a coal miner, um, it, it, does a coal miner uh, become stupid because they have to risk uh, their lives for putting food on the table? So, and especially like, in my opinion, a lot of the gene therapy arguments don't really add up. And, and by the way, viruses themselves also alter your DNA and immune systems. So we're kind of screwed either way. So, and you know, a lot of people say, well, they're not vaccines. And I think that's irrelevant. Like traditional vaccines can be good or bad and nobody should be forced to do anything anyway. Um, and Roundup probably alters our immune systems more than vaccines or viruses. And nobody really cares about that. But, um, you know, I've been a really vocal, like anti-mandate person. I've been vocal about like vaccines not being safe or effective. And like, um, as a physician, that's not a small hill to die on. It's mm -hmm. dangerous for us to even talk about it, yeah. but like, I won't drink beer from breweries that enforce mandates. And I didn't go to sporting events for two years because of the mandates. And I put myself out there and, and I was advocating for like freedom of choice and bodily autonomy. And I'm pretty much done talking about it now. Like, like fuck these people. Like, <laughs> good luck winning hearts and minds about the issue while insulting those who were coerced and otherwise would be on your side. And yeah. like physicians like aren't better than you, but yeah, you want us on your side. And the people that think they're better than me because they avoided a treatment that I can't afford to avoid are fucking losers. And somebody said, because you're a physician, you're not special. And I'd respond by saying, we're all special. We all have unique incentives. And, you know, if the line is anybody who acts to harm oneself to benefit the state is a coward, then anybody not in jail right now for tax evasion is a LARPer. And I really hope these assholes enjoy gargling each other's unsullied sperm. <laughs> what do you think, Optimist? And, and feel free to pass if you want. I know it's a really polarizing issue, but fuck these people. <laughs> wow, dude, you definitely got it off your chest. Thank you. Uh um, well, you know, I am definitely against coercion of, of any sort. That's, I, I definitely try to live my life about not, not coercing anyone or forcing people to do what I believe. Um, so on just the, that principle of like, man, if you got forced to do it, like it, like I, I, who am I to tell you like what your life are, but you know, like I, I'm a Mexican citizen. Like I, 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 I had all kinds of vaccines. Like I'm not against vaccines in general, but like the way this was played out, I think was done, uh, very malicious. And yeah. so like, I agree, you know, like on one hand, I, I, you know, I definitely say like, I'm proud to be a pure blood because like, I, I don't know what the hell they're injecting in people. It seems like it's getting worse and, and the side effects are unknown. I, and I'm, like I, I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a proud quote unquote conspiracy theorist. I've, I've indulged a lot of conspiracy theories and I know like at a certain point, I don't know what's up from down anymore. I just like, I'll, I believe one thing and Hey, like until proven wrong or until you prove that, the, that what I'm thinking is broken, then I just like, I'll go with it. I double down on it. But I think fundamentally like any, any coercion of any sort I'm against. And so like, man, people got to do what they got to do to survive. I fully understand that. And like, I think it, it takes everyone to realize what is going on, man. Like if, if you took the vaccine and you feel like you got hoodwinked and you got coerced into it, then like, you know, what, what can we really do about that? Except for acknowledge where we are right now and try to get to the bottom of the truth and hey, like, we're never going to get to the bottom of the truth if we can't actually have conversations about this stuff without people getting emotional and, and someone, you know, losing their shit and just start name calling. There's a lot of red flags. I, I think we're beyond ever really getting to the bottom of it either way. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I, and that's exactly why nobody should be coerced into it because, I, you know, there, there's, there really is just too many red flags. But uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of sick of the name calling. I'm, I'm just blocking people now. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, right. I, I think, I think it's like a further thing also on Twitter, like not, not even regards to the, you know, like the pandemic or, or the response to it. It's just like, we're all in this like bear market right now. Everyone's at each other's throat. We yes. don't, we don't have like a mission. We don't have like a profound mission where like, you know, 2017, 2018, what have you, there was like the block size war. It's like, you know, choose a side. We are battling, you know, the, the, the forces that be, and there's an, a mission here. And like, we, we have a, a call, call to arms. And right now, like we're, we're kind of in that like good peaceful time. It's like, okay, we have a bear market, like whatever people are building. And so people are bored and then we've been through so much, man. And what, what, what everyone's been through since 2020, the last two years, it, I keep saying it's peak clown world, but it seems to get crazier and crazier. So we're all in this like PTSD state right now. We're like, what the fuck is real? Like, oh my God, am I being paranoid? Like, it, is the world really after me? Like, I think it is, or am I being, you know, hyperbolic? Am I, am I? Yeah, that's true reading into things and so everyone's on edge right now and we're just barely getting out of this this crazy time unprecedented time but, and we're trying to figure out like what is actually real right now and the first thing that happens is fucking you throw everything at the wall and shit's just blowing up everywhere and you're like oh my god it's fucking chaotic as fuck and and you know we're just like yo like how do we survive this like what is the best way to survive this and i don't know if i'm right i but if we're going to win I'm this right. war for freedom, like we kind of have to band together and focus on sound money. And if we let ourselves yes. fight yes. each other over every little thing, that's not going to happen. I love it, Frito. I'd agree with that 100%. Like there is definitely a time and a place to argue nuance. But like even for what we've been through the last two weeks, you know, a lot of times we miss the forest for the trees because we're just so close to it that we we blow one little thing up and and it it becomes a way bigger thing than it was and like i i agree you know there is a lot of divide and conquer out there and, and we're i'm we're going through it right now like people are people are trying to make it this whole like uh p pick a side with nico and phil and it's like guys we're all on the same mission of spreading bitcoin and we're just doing it the best way we can and and like we don't need to blow up little mountains into huge molehills because it's like we're all on the same mission of it's sound money and people need sound money and if we can fix the money we can fix the world and it all starts with stopping these fucking crooks from stealing from the world like everything else in my opinion is noise it's like there's a fundamental problem that we are fixing and once we can get that message out then we can figure out all the other stuff but we can't build on a foundation of sand like LC said, and we're all building on sand, except for some of us, some Bitcoiners like, you know, you, me and our, our very toxic friends out there that are just all Bitcoin and all in and only think about Bitcoin, but not everyone's there. And so we just kind of have to bide our time and, and do the best we can to orange pill anyone that will listen. Uh, well said, sir. I, I, I agree with all that. Um, Thank you. What, um, what bullish story is going on right now? That, that people aren't talking about that you don't think is priced in yet. Bullish stories. It's not a lot of good news. Give me, give me a piece of good news. Well, I really like, um, I know Nick Carter has been in the news and uh, he did the meme about like, oh, uh, toxic Bitcoin maximalist is, is a dying circle and his star yeah. is rising. But <laughs> I, I fundamentally believe that like the Bitcoin maxi star is rising because you know me, like I'm on Twitter every single day 
And the the new Bitcoiners that I see constantly that are just like instantly savage Bitcoiners, Bitcoin only, they they bypass the shitcoin circus and they they got to the center of the Tootsie Pop, like I'm saying, because there's so much good Bitcoin content out there. So I I fundamentally believe that it's way easier to be a Bitcoiner now because the content is so good. And we have so many people like you and LC and Pirate and everyone, you know, all the plebs out there that are creating content because they love this stuff. And even like Becca creating the, the weekly gossip yeah, stuff because those are funny. It like they're hilarious. And, and it, there's something about the mess, like what we do at Bitcoin kindergarten, there's something about telling people about Bitcoin, but not doing it directly that gets into people's psyches and, and you get them thinking. And so I am fundamentally bullish about just the average Bitcoiner out there. Like the, the governments and uh, the bureaucrats and the, the small cabals and the powers that be like, they're doing a way better job than we could ever do orange pilling people because they're freaking terrifying people by being authoritarian tyrants. And, and I fundamentally believe in the good and human. And so if a human understands that they're in this, peril this this very very dangerous situation then they will try to find a way to opt out of that system and figure out a solution and i fundamentally believe that the bitcoin maxi uh you know bitcoin maxi pleb uh cohort out there the the autistic bitcoin army is growing every single day and the more content that we create and the more we're able to spread this message any way possible the more people can join this revolution and and that's a feedback loop and i'm i'm more fundamentally bullish on individuals joining bitcoin because it's like i look around at my family and my friends and if only i could get them to to see bitcoin like i see like they would be so much happier they'd be so much better off how are you doing with that with the people dude around? not good like i'll be honest i i may Me have too. orange pilled like two or three friends my family they're they're loosely orange pilled they all own a little bit of bitcoin but do they believe it or understand it like i do no and i try to rant you know like i do this with them every single like anytime they'll listen they'll give me an opportunity i will rant about bitcoin but they're usually just like all right, like, shut up. <laughs> like, I'm not listening, but like, they all own it. But you know, like my brother, uh, a few years ago, I, I, we had this conversation where, where I was basically telling him like, dude, put all your money into Bitcoin. Like, like all of it, like, what are you doing? Like just fucking dump it all into Bitcoin. He's like, no, I'm just going to put a little bit. And like, the more I was just like throwing all my money into Bitcoin, the more he'd be like, dude, not, not everyone's like you. Not everyone is obsessed with Bitcoin and gonna and going to you know put all their fucking time and money into Bitcoin. I'm like, why not? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Like, don't you see what I see? You know, but the they ironic, just they don't get it. The like, ironic I do, I thing, if you care about all the things that they supposedly care about, and you dig into those things deep enough, it is the money. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, they care about these other issues like more than I do, but I, I can't point them towards a thing that fixes those issues. Yes. Well, I think you're, you're getting on a point here though, because like, for instance, how many people out there know what even the word fiat is? Like most people are like, what are you talking about? Like the car, you know, like mm -hmm. there's a certain aspects of economics that you have to comprehend before you're able to see what the problem is. And until you see what the problem is, like, okay, what you're just buying Bitcoin because you think you're going to get rich and, and you're speculating on Bitcoin. It's like, no, like there's a fundamental problem here and it's the money. And you try to explain that to people and they're like, dude, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, it's not a conspiracy. Like this is, this is the way the world works. And 
once you go down that path, you know, like people's eyes glaze over. And so sometimes <laughs> it's the best way to orange peel people is like, I'm telling what I, what I said earlier about the blue wallets, like you just give them Bitcoin and they'll see the price go up and, or you have them put their skin in the game and, and have them buy Bitcoin consistently. And then they start to realize, oh, wow. You know, that little money I put in consistently is becoming something really big. Maybe I should look into this. What is this? And then, you you know, you do what you can to orange pill. I'm like, well, you know, there's only 21 million Bitcoin and they can't be stolen from you. And, you know, they, it it's censorship resistance. You can send that money wherever you want it to go. There's no banker to tell you this stuff. And the more you like you're able to instill these ideas in the people, they're like, wow, wait, there's an alternative to the system then you can get it to them but it's really an indirect message i i believe because most people are very i don't know about you but i'm extremely stubborn and if someone tells me like you need to do this i'm like man fuck you like who are you to tell me what to do like i need to come to it on my own terms and so i am trying now to really like get outside of myself and and get in other people's shoes and see what they want out of life and, and see how Bitcoin can can give that to them. And am I doing the best of the job of that now? I'm like, I don't know. This is a new wave that I'm on. I think this is what what I need to be doing is is showing the good of Bitcoin, spreading the good word of Bitcoin. Like like I said earlier, like push the things that I appreciate and that I love and that I think can help people so that they can see the light as well. Instead of just like tearing shit down and bashing shit because like. I don't know you uh, personally i don't like to be like that negative i i that, dude i name myself optimus fields like i'm trying to spread a, a positive message you know like i really believe in the positive message of bitcoin it's such a challenge to be positive but that's a good point it really is it's really hard to be positive it's very it's very easy to default into criticism and and just tear people down and i did it too i'm a i'm a you know i'm a pleb shit poster i I battled, you know, head on with the shit posters for years. You know, we were in the trenches together battling shit corners, but I, I'm starting to think and cause I, I think it's now that I'm in this position where I'm talking Bitcoin every single day and, and I'm, and I'm trying to see what the most fruitful way to spread this message. And I really believe that it's, it's more of a positive thing. It's, it's, it's about showing people that there's hope, that there's positivity in the world, that it's not all negative and that you can't escape the, what, what you don't like in your life. Like you, you don't have to work that shitty job if you don't like to, like, if you don't like digging ditches, bro, like dig ditches, put your profits in the Bitcoin and build something that you want to see in this world. And, and I think that that's a message that people can stand behind. Like nice. I'm reminded of a Victor Frankel, the man search for meaning. And one of the things he said is like, the people that that didn't make it through the holocaust are the people that lost hope and i think like not i know people say like oh don't don't um you know don't tweet hopium for people like bitcoin hopium but i think that bitcoin gives people hope and and it's not a false sense of hope it, it's very real like it gave me hope to to build something that i never thought possible it 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 gave me hope to be a better person that there will be light at the end of the tunnel because it, if you don't have that hope, you're just going to be nihilistic and, and, and not worry about anything. And that's who I was before Bitcoin. I, you know, it's like, man, well, what is there in this life except for fucking a whole, you know, like nine to five rat race. And then at the very end, you have kids that don't like you and you're old and you wasted all your time for that white picket fence that you still pay taxes on. It. And it's like, what is going on in this world? Like that doesn't sound hopeful. Like that sounds like depressing and, and like a prison to me. And then you find Bitcoin, you're like, oh my God, 
Like I can just save and build things that I like and provide value to people and exchange value with people. And hopefully we build something, maybe not we, maybe I can build something that other people enjoy, that I can provide the services that I'm able to, that I can actually uh, rise to the occasion of the best version of me because I don't think the fiat system really allows you to find the best person that you can be as an individual. You have to play the game. And I feel that Bitcoin allows you to not find who you are, but create who you want to be in this world because you can save value and you can invest that capital into the things that you want to see in this world. Yeah, you can actually have private property, which is yes. necessary for freedom. I, I, Bitcoin is hope. I like that message. I think I needed that. Thank you. Hey, I uh, fundamentally believe it, dude. It it did it for me. Like I, I've always, like I said, man, my name is Optimus Fields and, uh, there, there is a message in there of like, mm -hmm. yo, we gotta be optimistic. We gotta be hopeful for the future because if Bitcoin does what we say it is like, why are we all so pessimistic? You know, we have, we've found the solution. So now so let's build the world we want to see. Like. Optimist fields, are you optimistic? Is a, f a future of freedom powered by Bitcoin inevitable? Or will our kids be living in pods eating rations of cricket protein? Well, first, I'd like to, I like to believe that Bitcoin is inevitable. I like to believe that the incentives are so aligned that Bitcoin is unstoppable. I really, really fundamentally believe that. Like, I really believe that Bitcoin will be here for a thousand years. Do I, am I, are, Am I naive to believe that it is inevitable? Not always. I understand like there's still a, a huge mountain that we have to climb. Like there's still a lot of work that we need to do. And so if we think it's inevitable, then who's going to put in the work to actually make it happen? And then it's going to get co-opted. Like That's a good individuals point. need to put work into this because like, even for instance, I put out on Twitter, something on the lines of um, if you're not trying to, spread Bitcoin beyond your echo chamber. Are you even trying? And, and a lot of her friends are like, they, they hit me with the Satoshi Nakamoto quote of like, if you don't get it, I don't have time to convince you type type energy. And I fully agree with that. Like it's not everyone's job to spread Bitcoin, but if you really believe in the mission, then I think it's upon us to do what you can to spread the sound money gospel. Like it, like Marty Bent always says, if not you, then who? And we are the people on the front lines. Like we are the one that get it. Like we are the ones that are out here every single day, memeing and shit posting. And so I, I, you know, I put it upon myself to be one of those persons. And one of those examples of like, look, I put my face out here now. I like, the only thing I really have left off the internet is my actual name, but you guys know me probably better than my family knows me. Like it's my living truth for a reason. I'm very transparent on who I am and my jokes. And like, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm a flawed human. And I, I, I think, you know, like, I don't know. You see my Twitter, dude. Sometimes you're, I just go wild and I'm just tweeting crazy stuff because it makes me laugh and it makes my friend laugh. And it's like, it's like a personal joke between me and a buddy. But I forget that there's like, you know, what, 7,000 people that, that are watching. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah. So whenever I tweet something crazy that makes me laugh, nobody else likes it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the funny part of the game. It's like sometimes I'll tweet things and I'm like, oh, man, this is so fucking good. Like, yes, like this is awesome. And it gets like two likes. And then you're like, you're taking a shit and you do like a joke and it like blows up. And you're like, what the hell <laughs> is going on? Like, well, you guys are crazy. Don't let Hong Hogan talk into using your real name. 
Oh no. Yeah. That won't happen. Um, but what other topics do you want to hit on that? I failed to ask you about. Um, honestly, you did, you did way, like you did way more research than I've ever done for any Bitcoin kindergarten. This is awesome. But Hey, I would like to talk about taco plebs. Like I, you, you've been around for a long time, bro. Like you're one of the, one of the OGs out there and you're very low key about it. So like, it's fucking awesome, man. Like we've been around key. the block Nobody, for nobody pays any attention to me. <laughs> well, dude, me neither. Like, I don't know why people pay attention to me now. I, it, I'm just like here now. I apparently, it, I think it has to do with like the shocking comedy sometimes, you know, you just gotta like just shock people. And they're like, well, this guy is crazy. And then you say crazy shit and they're like, there's something to this guy that I, I need to get I mean, to the bottom of it. To be honest, like I'm still kind of knees deep in fiat world, you know, I'm okay. kind of straddling like both sides and I'm doing what I can. I, I, I was telling people that I got like a part-time job now for the last couple of months I started and I've got more time. So I'm going to try to start doing like more content. And, but I think for me, like uh, doing more writing and, and maybe some more podcasts more frequently is going to be more useful than like posting on Twitter. Like I got to cut back on that. Like I got, the, yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to it. I don't think it's very effective. <laughs> I, I got to kind of cut back on that. I definitely agree. And and it's back to like, it's back to the idea with Bitcoin kindergarten. Um, we created the show. We did, we didn't really have much direction for it. We tried to find the direction for it, but the only direction that we had was I told everyone I'm going to show up every single Wednesday at nine o'clock. And there's something to just holding yourself accountable to your friends and the people out there. And you put it out there. Like, look, like right now, you know, you say you got some articles, you, you got to just be like, all right, look, I'm going to get an article out every month or every three months or whatever, right. whatever you can stick to, whatever schedule you can stick to. You just got to commit to it and be like, look, this is this is the part I'm playing and it might not be that big, but this is the role that I can I can accomplish what I can accomplish. And, you know, I had two feet in, um, you know, one feet in fiat world, one feet in Bitcoin world. And I just. I just full snedded it one day, you know, when, when Nico and Phil asked me to join simply Bitcoin, I thought I could do, I thought I could straddle the line between my fiat life and my Bitcoin life. And it hit me very quickly, like within a week that, Oh, if I'm going to do this justice, there's no way I can do that. And I just, I just went all in and, um, I, it sounds cliche, but I just never been happier. Like I'm, I really feel like I'm living the dream and, that's why I, I I'm so honored that like people want to hear me talk about Bitcoin because I don't think I'm smarter than anyone. Like me and Wine joke all the time. Like we are left bell curve Bitcoiners confirmed. And like, I think uh, my I think my um my only real skill is being able to interpret uh like high level technical talk in in a layman's term. I I've always wanted to like break down. Uh, complicated things so that the normal person can understand it. And do I do a good job of that? Probably not. But that's that's my aim is to, you know, break down the nature of reality in a way that the normal person could get. Like I like I said, I came from philosophy, so I would used to like to break down deep philosophical com uh uh like context and 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 content and and ideas to my friends. And they're like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know anything you're talking about. And I, and so like, I just would try to refine it and be like, okay, you know, bring it down to their world. Like this is, I, I heard beauty on in a space yesterday or maybe oh, he's it was, still around. Yeah. Beauty on he's, he's, he's been going ham lately, but, uh, he was in a space and you know, like I love beauty on sometimes I feel like he's, uh, chastising me. He's uh, the Azteco guy. He's a little haughty for me. 
<laughs> yeah, I I kind of like I kind of like his messaging of like this is what I believe, take it or leave it. I'm I'm I, I never I like saw that. him and Mr. Hoddle in the same room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big if true. Um but yeah, he said something on the lines of uh and it, and it, I think it goes back to like a Steve Jobs comment or like a Henry Ford comment about like uh, if you ask people what they wanted for a horse and buggy, they would ask for more horses on the buggy and not the car. And so I think it's this idea of we have to bring the concepts of Bitcoin to people where, where they are. And I think a lot of our friends are on Twitter or spreading the sound money gospel and and they try to drag people to them versus like, you know, giving them enough fruit so that they, you know, that they want to take it versus like you fucking put them in a headlock and you're like, look, motherfucker, like this is the right way to do it. Whereas if you incentivize people and, and, and you incept in their ideas, like, look, I'll meet you where you are. And, and I want you to understand why Bitcoin can help you achieve what you want to achieve because we all had these goals of wanting to achieve something great and and be acknowledged for something. But, you know, value subjective. Do do we all have the same view on what is the most important thing in life? No, but I think that we can try to meet people where they are and and try to understand who they are and what they want out of life and if we can just show them that, oh yeah, look, Bitcoin can do this for you. Like, what do you want? Oh yeah, you know, you wanna you wanna save for a family? Oh, save in Bitcoin. Like, oh, you wanna save for a car? You know, like, hey, numbers going up, buy some Bitcoin, and and it's easier for you to buy a car. Or, you know, like me and you and all of our friends, like, oh, you don't want to get robbed by your government two percent every single year consecutively for the rest of your life and now we're at nine percent like we have the right tool for you oh you don't like people telling you what to do with your money oh i have the right tool for you so it's really about trying to meet people where they are and it's not about compromise it's just about you know like uh putting the right carrot in front of the the, the right person's mind yeah two and nines being like really kind like i used to follow all these people and like you know most of the names you just get like this little hint that they're holding back a little bit because they don't want to take off anybody. And it yeah. drives me crazy. You know, uh, they'll, they'll just hold back like 5%. They'll say 95% truth and they just won't call out the other 5%. I, I just can't take it. I, I don't like the feeling that somebody's like not telling me the truth. So like I'm almost all pleb now. Maybe safe would be an exception, but I'm, I'm not really ingesting much else. So like, I don't know what's going on with like the bit Steins or anybody, you know, not that they're bad. I mean, Pierre and have, have been great, but like, I'm almost, they've, all been, quiet. The they've been real quiet lately. Are they? Okay. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, like, I wasn't going to say this, but like, um, on, on your show, like, I love it. Like I, I listen to like every episode I'm thoroughly entertained half the people that come on, like, I don't like them <laughs> and it's not, it's not cause they're bad. They're, they're good guys. It's just that like when you've been in Bitcoin for like a long time, you, you pick up on like the little insults along the way. And they're like, I'm like a thin skinned bitch. And I remember all of it. So it's just people like, I just won't, you know, communicate with at all. And they're fine. They've always, you know, they've been mostly good, but like, I just, you know, you, you, I think the longer you're in it, the more, the more you get irritated about people. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I used to say, I used to say something similar and I think Weineke says this, or, or maybe it's Mr. Hoddle who says, it, I forget, but he's like, the longer you're in Bitcoin, the more you hate Bitcoiners, like the more you start hating everyone, because it's like, 
it, it, you know, Bitcoin exposes your incentives. And after a long time, you realize like, dude, like no one's perfect and you're not going to like everyone. And it just, it is what it is. But, uh, I think there's a certain aspect, like you reminded me of a, a thing that Dieter Bob always says, and he's like, you don't need these Bitcoin crutches. And I always tell everyone like, look, you can shut me off. Like I will be here when you need the message. I, I, you know, I don't want to be your Bitcoin crutch. I just want to inspire and accept the idea that Bitcoin is what you need to achieve the levels of, uh, self-sufficiency that you are act or that you are after as an adult. And if I can help you down that path, then by all means I will. But do we need these crutches? I, I don't, I don't really believe so, but in that same vein, like I've been saying for a while on this show is that the message needs to be told in various different ways. And you and I have been around for a while. So some, you know, we probably heard most of the, the same messaging from these same people. And it's like, okay, it's very repetitive. Like, I don't know how many times I tell people like just stack stats and stay humble. Like it, it, it annoys me, but like you have to tell the, the, like you have to go over the basics continuously so that new people can get it. And that, you know, the people that have been around can, can like fully have the message deep into their mind. And while some people that, uh, you know, are spreading the Bitcoin message, maybe it doesn't resonate with you and I, but maybe there's that one or two or three or 10 people that catch our show that, that it mess that it resonates with them and they never heard it from, you know, they never watched any other Bitcoin show. And so, I'm very adamant of like, man, if you are a Bitcoiner and you want to spread the message and you're true to what you say and, and you're authentic in your messaging, then let's 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 spread this message far and wide in, in every language and in every freaking way, whether it's polished, whether it's us cussing, whether, you know, like whether it's it's very uh, polished or or whether you're saying like and um and don't know exactly what you're saying, but you're still getting the message across and and that's what i think we're fundamentally fundamentally trying to do is spread the message far and wide in as many different angles as possible and what what might not work for you might work for someone else and we're just trying to get that message out to everyone well, no your your program works for me I mean, like <laughs> I, I hope you don't change the format actually like i really let's like go it. it's just it. it's just like but like if i was in a room with half those people i'd be like oh i remember you slighted me back five years ago you know there's a well, lot of that, well it's biblical know? man forgive but don't forget like <laughs> i i'm the same way man like if i'm if you talk shit on me i will definitely remember but like if you're doing some good shit you know like hey yeah i'll respect you like there's a certain level of respect for someone that i have doesn't necessarily mean that I, that i have to like like them so much it's just like look i get it we had you know we we shit on each other but, okay, like I can move on from that, but no, if you're, if you're a respectful though, guy, like if, you, if you're upstanding to me, like, you know, I, I know I'm not going to get along with everyone and I don't expect everyone to get along with me, but if we're both on the same mission of spreading the sound money gospel and you're true to your principles and what you're doing, hey man, come spread the message. Like I, I'll, I'll shoot the shit with you if you're willing to talk Bitcoin and, and spread that message. But speaking of your format, one thing like recently, I think you guys started like, muting people that that were kind of like uh going against the grain of what you were trying to do and and i would say i'm, I'm very pro that i think that was a good move okay do you know what i'm talking about i i i kind of don't muting people that, that like uh, against... like the a couple episodes ago somebody said something that was just stupid and you're okay. like all right you're out 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is like, look, we're doing a live show and we want to bring people up to the spaces and, and I really don't want to censor anyone. I, w I want people to be heard, but at a certain point, like we are doing a show for entertainment purposes. And so you got to think of the listener, man. Like there's people that are spending their time to listen to this. And if someone comes up and is just like doing dumb shit and it's messing up like the flow of the conversation, it's like, bro, get out of here. Like we're trying to do something that is positive yeah. here. And, and we're, yeah. we're I didn't think it message. was censoring. I thought it was a really good move. I was like, yeah, I uh, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank good. you, bro. It's not about censoring because like I bring people up, but sometimes they're just like totally in a different ballpark. And it's like, Hey man, like stay on the messaging that, that we, we started because like we, there's something here and, and we're talking like a really cool conversation. And, and I don't get to have all these conversations all the time because people don't want to listen to me. And like, you know, like I, I try to have these conversations with, with my everyday, uh, like normie friends, but now I moved away from them. And the only place I can have these conversations is online. And furthermore, the people that want to have these conversations are hanging out with me and we're having these conversations and then people come in and derail them. And it's like, bro, like get out of here. Like we're having a great time right now. And you can say that this is cringe or we're, you know, getting too think boy, but like, we are trying to get to the bottom of something here and, and you're derailing that and like, get out of here, man. This is yeah. our platform. And it doesn't happen that often. I mean, most of the time you got people saying intelligent things, but yeah. it's, good, it's good. You're kind of, you know, watching that. Um, so I want to give you guys the best show, man. And, and I, I, I'm really, I'm like, I really think of it like, man, the, the people out there that listen to us, like, I don't take it lightly, you know, like I know when we're sometimes on, on BK, we're just like, shooting the shit and it's just like noise. It's like constant noise. And I always say like, you got to get through the noise to get to the signal. But like, I really, really appreciate people that listen to us and I want to make it the best listening experience so that they enjoy it and they get something out of it. And they're not just wasting their time. And, and you know, but there's something that they're growing. Your show has both though. You've got segments that you're, you know, people are having fun and you've got other yeah. segments where you're trying to be serious and yes. people that are guests kind of need to recognize that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But um, uh, maybe I'll have to uh, do a PSA for people. Like, you can, you can, you can uh, enjoy yourself. Have a little more fun. Be a little more authentic. Yeah. Um. Can you tell me a couple of your favorite like Bitcoiners? Like nobody knows. Like who who's underfollowed that you you've been watching lately? Oh man, so many. I'm I'm so bad with names. But like, really, I, this is gonna be a left bell curve, but. I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin fuckboy. He's my roommate. He's fucking awesome. He's the most shocking person on Twitter, but I think he's awesome. My other roommate is Bitch Cucumber on our BTC Cucumber. He's absolutely awesome. Like the Rogers, Joe Rogers, Clancy. These are my people, you know, like they're my friends. I love them. I really like what Dick Whitman is doing on Twitter. I use him all the time. Um, but but sometimes it, it's like noise. If, if uh who are like the really good accounts that I think of lately? It's, it's more meme counts, bro. I like my buddy Ropium, like Rope's been killing it on Twitter. He's, he's new to Bitcoin, but the meme game is solid. You know, like I, I like the meme guys. I, when I'm on Twitter, I, uh, you know, I'm trying to pass the time and enjoy myself and, and I need some laughs and, but I also need some like substance there. So, you know, I, I follow along with, with the big names as well and, and some of the more cosmic thinking. I'm, I'm more, like, as you can tell, I'm more of a cosmic guy. I really like the, 
uh, like the cultural cosmic aspect of Bitcoin and, and what it can do for people. And so I get lost in the technical sometimes, but as you can tell, I'm like a big picture. I'm like, man, Bitcoin's going to change the world. Like it, it, it's going to help you guys so much. You can build all you want to build. And like the future is so bright. And like, imagine if there's a world that is no longer getting freaking stolen by parasites. Like just think of the things we can build. And so I like anyone that, that pushes that kind of messaging because it's a beautiful thing, man. People need hope and, and like, it's a dark world out there, man. I don't know if you noticed it, but like, man, it's, it's a scary dark place. And, and there is, look in Normie land, there isn't much hope. There isn't much, um, right. like there isn't very just, many silver linings. It's just like, oh man, the, this is shitty. Cognitive it, dissonance. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, man, like, how do we get out of this? And, it, it's like the Bitcoin escape is just, it's so, it's so inspiring, man. Like I just, yeah. I get inspired all the time about Bitcoin. And then furthermore, just like anyone that is on Twitter that just really, really believes in Bitcoin, like it gets me inspired because it's like, oh, there's another person that's like me that gets it. Like they have the conviction levels that we do and, and they're militant and they fucking see what I see. And like, it's really more me like, oh my God, like I'm not fucking crazy. Like, oh my God, like, thank you fucking Lord. I'm not crazy. <laughs> like it's been so long where I thought I was the crazy one in, in, in my everyday life. And then I found Bitcoiners. I'm like, oh my God, like there's other people like me out there. And the more I see people like that, I'm like, oh my God, wait, we aren't the minority guys. Like we are the mega majority. It's just people are afraid to speak these thoughts because what happens in normal life when you say the crazy shit is you get fucking canceled and people think that you are Looney Tunes. And then like, you know, your whole life reputation is based around that one moment when you just fucking spazzed out. And like, you know, on Twitter, we spaz out every single day and it's just like, oh yeah, that's just Opti. Like that's who he is. Like, you know, that's, that's what he does. And, and there's a certain appreciation to just like being raw and honest and naked and genuine. And it's like, look, You've seen my, you've seen my good side, but I've also showed you my flaws and I'm very transparent. I'm like, look, I am not perfect. I just, I'm, I'm the right guy at the right time. Apparently I don't, I, I can't explain well, it. You and I are like that guy in the corner and that meme and everybody's dancing. We're like, these people don't know that Bitcoin's going to change <laughs> yes. the world. Exactly, dude. I um, feel like that all the time. But brother, this has been a great chat. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, very busy schedule. Dude, Frida, honestly, I will come back anytime. I really enjoy this. This was awesome. I hope I didn't get too philosophical. I hope uh, we we gave some signal. And I'm sure there's going to be a few things in there that people are going to give me shit for. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. I don't worry. Nobody listens anyway. But um, the philosophy is the signal, and, and I really appreciate it. Um, is, is there anything you want to shill, and, and where can my listeners find you? Yeah, man. Well, hey. Go check out Simply Bitcoin. I am on there, what, six days a week. Uh, your boy is putting in the work. We're going to keep continuing to put out the signal. But also, if you want to, you know, just come have fun and, and hang out with us and, and learn with different Bitcoiners, come hang out with us on, on BK every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We will continue to do that for as long as we don't get canceled because that show is going to definitely get canceled. That's always been the intention that we're going to nuke that channel because we wouldn't be doing our job if it didn't get nuked because we set out to say the crazy things. But uh, just follow me on Twitter, man, at my living truth, my or my underscore L I V I N underscore truth. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, man. You you guys know I live on Twitter now, or or go follow the Simply Bitcoin TV uh, Twitter because that's where I do most of the real work now. I'm I'm trying to provide you guys the signal, keep you up to date on the news. I, I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do on my personal account because uh, I promised Nico that I wouldn't, uh, you know, post some uh, more of those naughty X-rated memes. So I'm still figuring out <laughs> what I'm going to do on Twitter. I think I might go, you know, just just keep providing signal and, and what I'm into. And, um, you know, hopefully, dude, like really, I just want to inspire people. I, I really believe that Bitcoin can help us. And I want to spread that message to as many people that will listen and i want to be authentic and genuine to who i believe i am and and what i believe bitcoin stands for and and what the pleb you know uh movement and mantra stands for we are just everyday bitcoiners that believe in bitcoin and we're putting it all on the line because of that belief and you know all i can really be is a testament to what i believe and hopefully by being who i am i can inspire people and and push this you know farther than it than it might have been without me and so again back to the whole idea like it's not about me it's about the message but if i am the vehicle to push the message and so be it and like we said earlier man if this is the, the divine timing of it all then i'm the sacrificial lamb and so are you and we will figure this out on the other side because man bitcoin is beautiful and and they, bitcoin is hope and it really, really changed my life. Like you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. And just trust the process, man. It, it'll really do it. Like to you guys out there, this didn't happen overnight. Like I told you, I was, I came in 2017, I got wrecked. I doubled down, I studied and we're in 2022, almost six years into this now or five years into this. And I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. So like trust the process, play the long game, lower your time preference, get to Bitcoin fundamentals. And, you know, I'll see you in the citadels because that's where we're headed. Awesome, man. Oh, thank you for spreading the signal and making me laugh. <laughs> and, and I really appreciate you joining me on children of the corn. Dude, I, I'm honored and thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I really like this conversation considering it's been a crazy two weeks for me. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> it's been wild, man. And um, it feels good to just like get back, get back to to basics and, and core and just like talk Bitcoin with another Bitcoin pleb out there. That's just like, look, I believe in Bitcoin. You believe in Bitcoin, too. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah, we scheduled this and then that went down right after. I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> So, um, and how bad is my scheduling? I thought this was going to be like in October and and you hit me up today. Like, yo, are you ready? I'm like, wait, isn't this LC's day? And like, no, it's you. I'm like, oh yeah. Like I'm ready. Like, let's go. Speaking of him, you and him are going to come back in what, a couple of months and we're going to do like a, a three-way, I guess. So I, I've never had multiple guests on. So that, that should be interesting. Well, it definitely should. I don't know if you caught the my appearance on LC's plebcast uh, um, episode. I did, but I did. That got, it got kind of wild on that one. So I'm sure it's gonna get fun and wild on here. And uh, yeah, shouts out to LC. And again, Frida, thanks bro. I, I really appreciate you having me on and the questions you ask, it, it was a fun time, man. Oh, thanks so much. Um, that means a lot and uh, keep in touch, okay? Already doing it, bro. We will keep in touch. All right, you take care.